What's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And what's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And this is Bitches and Murders. Murders. I don't know if we did it. I don't either. <laughs> so this is this is gonna be the next one posted, right? Yes. Yes, okay. it will be. Great. Um before I jump into the absolute fuckery that is my cold case, um, let's let's just talk about some true crime news. Um, did you see the news about the funeral home that had like 115 bodies just like improperly stored? I did. And there's a whole criminal investigation going on right now. You know, I feel like that's actually happened a lot recently. Even Harvard, Harvard, their morgue got like um is under criminal investigation right now because they were like selling bodies illegally and stuff. Damn wild. Yeah, it was like a whole grave robbing scenario. Yeah. And they- Harvard. Goddamn. Yeah. I saw I was like reading a couple articles about it and I guess like they got the FBI involved and they're gonna DNA and fingerprint every single body to make sure that it like matches up with their records because like are you just killing people or like are you just shitty um so yeah that's a thing that's happening so we will keep you guys updated uh, make sure that that all of these got here at least the way they were supposed to get here at bare minimum bare fucking minimum so yeah that's the thing that's happening. Um, as we get updates on that, we will update you guys because that's fucking wild. Um, so now, now I'm gonna ruin your day. Uh, and precursor, this case is in Norway. I am not Norwegian in any way, shape, or form, at all, whatsoever. I did a 23 in me. There is no part of my DNA that is from Norway, so I am sorry in advance. I'm so sorry. I'm trying my best. Anyway, um, there's no foreplay for this. We're just going to get right into it. So, November 29th, 1970, a man and his daughters were hiking Urreken in an area known as uh, Isdalen, which translates to Ice Valley. Um, this area is also sometimes referred to as Dorstalen. Uh, which translates to Death Valley due to the history of suicides in this area, as well as recent um, large amount of hiking accidents. Sounds like a perfect place to go hiking with your daughters. Right. Can't think of any other place I'd want to take my daughters to go hiking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of the daughters noticed an abnormal burning smell and discovers the body of a woman. Love that. Um Police noted that she was lying face down with her hands clenched near her torso and the front of her body and her clothes were severely burned and her face was completely unrecognizable due to the burns. Hmm. Yeah. Um, around the- They probably murdered her and then set the fire up, I'm assuming, to try to cover it up. LL, you silly goose. Uh-uh. You goose. Uh-uh. So around the body, police find an empty bottle of... St. Halvard liquor, uh, two plastic water bottles, a plastic passport container, rubber boots, a sweatshirt, a scarf, nylon stockings, an umbrella, a purse, a matchbox, a watch, two earrings, and a ring. Uh, Closer to the body were traces of burned paper, and beneath her was a fur hat with traces of gasoline on it, 
and all identifying marks and labels were removed from all of these items. Sounds like maybe she was like either like camping by herself or camping with someone else who then like tried to cover that up later. You're so silly trying to make conclusions. <laughs> you silly goose. Initial initial <laughs> guesses. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I'd love to. Uh, so three days later, investigate investigators find two state suit bleh, bleh, two suitcases belonging to the woman, which had been abandoned at the Bergen railway station. And in the lining of one suitcase, they discover five 100 um, Deutsche Mark notes, which is about one hundred and thirty seven dollars. Um, and then between the two suitcases, they also find clothing, shoes, wigs, makeup, eczema cream, um, Norwegian, Belgian, British, and Swiss money, maps, timetables, a pair of glasses with non-prescription lenses in them, sunglasses, and a notepad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the sunglasses had a partial fingerprint that matched the body and just like everything else um, all of the identifying information had been removed from all of these items so there's no like brand labels or anything of that nature on here though I guess I was thinking about it and it, I was like it's so weird to have like so many different types of money but I guess like w- like we were saying with the last case like with being so close like in Europe and everything so close to each other it's probably not that weird to have different kinds of money because mm. you might be going in and out of different countries we'll see we'll see uh so this brings us to the kind of investigation of you know this whole thing um so her autopsy report concluded that she had died from a combination of a phenobarbital overdose and carbon monoxide poisoning um so like the carbon monoxide poisoning was the primary cause of death and then the secondary was the phenobarb overdose did someone like Shoot her up and put a bag over her head? To be determined. Uh, there was significant burns to her body and her neck had um, contusions on it. And an analysis of her blood and stomach contents showed that she had consumed about 50 to 70 phenobarbital pills. Moving on. So, <laughs> so she took a bunch of pills... Maybe purposely or in purpose. It purposely or in purposely is what I just said. That's not what the fuck I meant. <laughs> you know what I meant? <laughs> Doing great. Um. So the last time she was seen alive was November twenty third when she had checked out of her room at Hor- Hotel Um Hordenheimen. Mm-hmm. I think. Love that. Maybe. I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'm not Norwegian. Um, the hotel staff noted that she mainly kept to her room and kind of just seemed to be on guard the entire time she was there. Um, when she checked out, she paid in cash and then requested a taxi. And that's kind of the last that she's seen. Um, based on handwritten check-in forms that they had found kind of in her suitcases, it was determined that leading up to her death, she had stayed in Oslo uh Trondenheim, Stavanger, and Bergen. Uh she had at least eight fake aliases and she always gave her nationality as Belgian. Um, but the forms were always filled out in German or French, and we'll touch on that a little bit more later. She's a spy. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Um 
So based on witness descriptions and analysis of her body, some composite sketches were made and circulated via Interpol. Um, however, she is never identified. And on December 22nd, 1970, the lead investigator, Oscar Hordnes, uh, declared her death a suicide and closed the case. I don't believe it. Because it really does. So the reason I don't believe it Mm-hmm. is obviously you could you could overdose yourself like you could swallow all those pills you could even swallow all those pills and put a bag over your head mm-hmm. truly um but you because i can't i really can't think of what else the carbon monoxide poisoning would be oh we know was it car- carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide mm-hmm. I, I just carbon monoxide but i was taking this off of all norwegian like carbon dioxide would make sense if she had like a bag over her head carbon monoxide would be more like in a car or like car exhaust okay it might have been dioxide and it might have just been mistranslated because this is all from like norwegian sources right which makes sense but either way whether he stuck smoke inhalation yeah like (laughs) smoke inhalation is her primary (laughs) yeah so you guys are probably asking yourselves sierra we're only nine minutes into this episode and that seems like pretty cut and dry. You know, they declared it a suicide. The case is closed. You'd be <laughs> fucking wrong. That doesn't seem very suicide to me either. I don't believe it. <laughs> and the next section of my notes is titled, would it even be a Sierra cold case if there wasn't fuckery? Honestly, though. So let's really, Honestly. let's really unpack this shit. So let's start with the sleeping pills. So as I mentioned earlier, there's indication from her autopsy that she had taken 50 to 70 phenomol pills, which is a name brand for phenobarbital. Because um, in the 1970s, they were using this for insomnia, which is fucking wild. Um, but, because there's always a but, based on what we know of phenobarb's half-life and how these pills degrade in stomach acid, the first dose that she took was a few hours prior to her death, and then she took more right before she died. And because of this fact, um, wait, sorry, because of the fact that she died shortly after taking those, only her first dose had made it to her bloodstream, which makes the concentration of phenobarb in her blood about 4.5 milligrams per 100 mLs of blood. This is half of the dose to lose consciousness. Like, at best, this would make her drowsy, but this is not a lethal dose of phenobarb. Suicide? I'm, I'm, I think not. I'm still, I'm still sticking with that someone drugged her and then yeah. put a bag over her head before setting her on fire. So I still think she's a spy. The fire. <laughs> I will get there. Um, so the fire, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there is a lot of evidence of things being set on fire, including her body, because um, her her autopsy did show a significant amount of um, like smoke inhalation in her respiratory tract, indicating that she was still alive when the fire was lit, which is fucking horrifying. Um, because of this, the medical examiner concluded the primary cause of death as smoke inhalation and the phenobarb toxicity being a secondary cause. Which, you know, raises a lot of questions. Why did she go to that location? Which can only be reached by foot after taking sleeping pills. 
Why would she set herself on fire instead of just waiting for the pills to kick in? And how did she accomplish all of this if it was truly a suicide? Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of hurdles. It wasn't. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> so a forensic psychologist studied the case files and came to the conclusion that we have all come to by now, which is that suicide is not a like a viable option for everything considered. Like there's just no fucking way, right? You're not hiking a mountain with a, you know, drowsy dose of phenobarb on board. You're not setting yourself on fire to kill yourself. That's that's not a thing people fucking do. So this forensic psychologist, you know, concluded that there was a third part party involved. We all came to this conclusion by now. <laughs> right. We we had figured this out, yes. <laughs> so that brings us to who even is this lady? I'd love to tell you. I don't know. <laughs> so the identity of this woman has never been figured out despite the fairly extensive paper trail that she left behind as far as her travels during that time. Um, as I mentioned before, shortly after her death, a composite sketch was circulated throughout Norway. And there were people that recognized her and noted that she was acting a little bit weird. But unfortunately, no one knew who she was because she was giving so many different aliases. Um, there were exactly eight of them, none of which are you know, real people. They've been investigated. None of the addresses were real. None of the names were real. Um, but they did all have the thing in common of they all claimed Belgium to be their, like, place of origin um and as stated before most of the forms were either filled out in german or french um and this is where things kind of get interesting so when you travel around different countries in europe at least in this time they would make you declare a purpose of your trip um and every time she would either declare her purpose as tourism or she was just checking into a hotel because there was rush hour traffic and she didn't want to wait, which I've been stuck in rush hour traffic. I fucking understand. <laughs> I've considered just pulling off and getting a hotel many times. Yeah, especially if you have any sort of like longer drive. Dude, anyone who's been on I-4 during rush hour understands. <laughs> um, so some have found interest in some of the phrasing that she used on these forms um excuse me i keep hiccuping um one of them being that she wrote for the issuing passport authority the brussels district office um which evidently was a phrase only used during the time of nazi occupation it's strange to me too like to be filling out all these forms in like German and French when you're like traveling in Norway mm -hmm. too. Like, did anyone say, I can't remember if you mentioned this or not, like what language she spoke? Because like people, it seems like people knew her. So I don't actually know what language they, they speak in Belgium, to be honest. Fair. Let me look. <laughs> so. A specialist did an analysis of her handwriting and kind of concluded that based on the way she like wrote and some of the like different annotations she would use was that she either learned how to write in a French speaking like in France like she went to primary school there or she's from a French speaking part of Belgium because even when she writes in German there's still some like French influences in her handwriting. 
Yeah, I just Googled it too, and it said the three official languages of Belgium are French, Dutch, and German. Mm-hmm. So that makes perfect sense too. Yeah. Like why you would have French and German and why they would be like overlapping each other. Yeah. So that's kind of our our profile of our unidentified lady. So let's get into the internet theories on what the fuck happened because don't you worry, there are plenty. Plenty. Um, including the one that Morgan has already come to, which is that she's a murdered spy. <laughs> um so obviously with a case like this, that's going to be the top theory, uh, which, I mean, to be fair, this did happen during the Cold War era, um, and she was suspicious. She had eight false identities. She had wigs. She had fake glasses. She was always on the move. And at the time, Norway did share about a 200-kilometer-long border with the Soviet Union, and there was missile te- like system testing going on in Norway. See... <laughs> And I feel like it, like, it makes sense with all the aliases. It also makes sense on, like, the, like, the way that she was killed feels like it was trying to send, like... A message. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a message that, like, especially, like, it doesn't seem like a message that, like, 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 it doesn't feel like an everyday person message. It feels like, like, a big or, like, an organizational message, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I th- it's also worth notating that there was um, pretty severe contact between or conflict between Israel and Palestine at this time, um, <laughs> and at this time as well. <laughs> I mean, not that that conflict is ever resolved, but it was also going on <laughs> when this happened. Um, which brings us to the super convoluted banker theory. I'm so sorry. How do bankers get involved? Why are banks involved? Dude, I promise it's going to make sense eventually. There's just so much history that I have to give you in order for it to get there. I'm so sorry. Okay, are you ready? Mm -hmm. So the banker is Francois Genaud, who was a banker from Geneva. And was apparently one of the most enigmatic, enigmatic, big, he was a big figure, thank you, uh, in Swiss post-war history. Um, At a young age, he met Adolf Hitler and remained loyal to the ideas of the Führer, thank you, uh, and to the National Socialism Party, even long after the Third Reich had collapsed. Yeah, we, we don't like Nazis. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. He also supported uh, the Palestine resistance, um, which is how the Nazis and the Middle East got involved in this case. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. So in October of 1969, we meet uh, Wadi Haddad, a a Palestinian militant leader um, in Beirut. So Francois and Haddad meet and brood um from then on they worked very closely together against israel okay i'm with you with me so far okay i think so (laughs) i know i'm so i'm so sorry (laughs) so based on travel documents of the isdal woman francois and haddad 
They were all in Paris June 26th through 27th of 1970, and then again July 3rd through the 5th. Yep. See? See? There's secret meetings. And... But wait, there's more. It's espionage. According to Francois's biography, he met with Haddad in Paris at this time. Um, and this is coincidentally three months before. Are you ready? Uh, the <laughs> incident in September of 1970 where Haddad and other members of the Popular Front of for the Liberation of Palestine hijacked four planes. Three of, them, <laughs> three of them were forced to land in Jordan, and the fourth was failed as the hijacker was killed. <laughs> Feels like I should make an old 9-11 joke. That literally happened in 9-11. That's really funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> That's like Apparently, they learned nothing. Yeah, like, like, quite literally, even down to, like, the fourth plane not crashing into what it was supposed to because they took down the hijackers like they still passed away but it 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 didn't make it where it was supposed to that's so weird (laughs) yeah so okay uh so francois uh traveled to belgium regularly which if you'll remember this is the country that's listed as like the point of origin on all of her passports Right. So this makes people suspicious that he was the one funding slash forging all of her passports, especially since he's a native French speaker and it would explain the abnormal grammar structure and Nazi era phrases on her passports if he's the one forging all of them. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And he, he I mean, essentially he could be like her handler, for lack of a better word, the mentor, mm-hmm. you know, the... Her upline? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So this kind of brings in the question of like, what was she doing for him? What was going on that there might be some espionage that needed to happen? Don't you worry. There's more convoluted bullshit in war history. <laughs> you said, don't worry. I will tell you. Don't you worry. I will so, fucking tell you. At this time, Norway is one of the biggest producers of heavy water, which I am not going to go into very in-depth detail on what that is it's a component used for nuclear fission if you want to know more about it please just look it up because i don't want to talk about nuclear fission my brain already hurts having to unpack all of the history bullshit (laughs) so moving on in 1970 norway promised israel five metric tons of heavy water with the stipulation that it was going to be used for people peaceful purposes because heavy water is used in like civilian and military levels of nuclear fission. Um, because of the conflict in the Middle East, Norway ended up going back on their promise of five tons and only sent one. Um, so <laughs> this kind of raises a lot of eyebrows of was she sent by this banker? To kind of interfere with Norway because they like were helping, quote unquote, helping Israel, which who knows? Um, was she sent by Israel because they went back on their promise and only sent one ton instead of five tons? 
was she like it, it's just there's so many if and buts about this um the <laughs> um the bbc did do a podcast on this case and a witness came forward after it had cam- come out and said like hey i remember her and i remember like seeing her go up there and like two very hostile looking men following her obviously they've never been identified right or we would no uh and what i think is super interesting is um does this sound familiar to any other cases that i've covered maybe the unidentified man that was found in the beach of australia oh yeah and his suitcases were found at a train station and all of the labels had been removed that's the weird part (laughs) like that that part doesn't really make sense to me which like the the specifically the label removal like i get like not tracing items to like where they were purchased but like like the person's like dead like does it really matter where they bought like their shirt like, is it really going to give up that many clues to, like, who murdered them? You know what I mean? Like, that that's, like, a, it's a weird I... point to me. I don't, I don't get the... It feels so meticulous, and for what reason? I don't think it's a point of making sure they don't figure out who murders them. I think it's a point of making sure that nobody ever finds out who they are. That makes sense. I guess. Because, I mean, I guess if you could track down where they got all their stuff, you could, like, track down more information about them. It just doesn't seem like mm-hmm. a super good option because it's, like, me finding out where they bought their shirt at. Like, if I found out where they bought their shirt at, well, I'm already closer to them than going. Like, that information is going to give me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I'm already close enough to them, <laughs> I can read the label on their shirt. <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me where they bought the shirt at that point. Like, I'm already closer to them than that information would ever get me. So, like, Mm -hmm. it just seems a little silly. But maybe, see, but that feels even more spy stuff because it feels like more like something she would do to her own stuff than someone else would do to her stuff after killing her, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Because I feel like it makes sense to be more proactive about not being traced if it's your own stuff you have while you're alive. Well, and especially if you're, like, so meticulous about giving, like, false identities and you have eight of them just fucking ready to rock and roll. Yeah, no, I feel like that makes... I feel like that makes sense. Okay. I think that makes sense in my brain now. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) sorry for derailing for so long. My brain was really trying to wrap itself around that. (laughs) No, that is okay. Um, it did not take me as long as I thought it was going to to get through all of that. I thought you were going to get hung up on some of the details, like the Nazis. <laughs> Weirdly enough, the Nazis are not as interesting to me as the fucking clothing label shit. <laughs> Which is yeah, I love the- probably weird priorities, but that the- makes sense. She's a spy. It's the Cold War. Of course Nazis are involved. Like that, well- that part just makes logical sense to me. And the the thing that raises red flags for me and why I, like, I didn't buy too much into the spy theory with the Australia one, but this one, I kind of buy into it, especially when you consider, like, they 
declared her death a suicide and closed the case. And they did that December 22nd of 1970, and she was found November 29th. Like, you're going to tell me that you looked at a burned body and went, yep, suicide, for sure, 100%. Like, that feels like a government cover-up on Norway's part. Like, they found out that she was a spy for somebody else, and then they took her out. Well, and also, too, it's just, like, that's not really, like, a way someone would kill themselves. Like, why would you drug... Because if you've already, like, got... Whatever. Say you do want to kill yourself in this nice, pretty nature area, whatever. You go out to this middle of nowhere, and, like, you take a shit ton of drugs. But, like, why would you then also burn yourself? Like, you just took a shit ton of drugs. Right. Like, you're going to die either way. So, like... And like 99% of people, I would feel comfortable saying, are probably not going to want to self-immolate, you know? Like most of us have a pretty healthy fear of catching on fire. Um, And you already drugged yourself. Right. Supposedly. uh, So much. It's like, that. why would you do that? Like that's, it doesn't make any sense. In a suicide way, I feel like. Yeah, I just don't... Like, that shit just doesn't add up. Like, what? Like what? Yeah, that's what raises so many red flags for me, is that they, like, were so quick to close this case when it is so obviously fucking sketchy. Yeah, like, that. that none of that screams suicide to me at all. Mm-mm. Nope. Um... So that's 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 really all we know. Um, the woman was buried on February fifth in nineteen seventy one at the Mullendal Cemetery in Bergen. Um, she was buried in a zinc coffin so that her remains could be exhumed and moved to be with a family plot if they ever identified her, which they're probably not going to. Um, a piece of DNA was preserved, but. <laughs> There are ethical and legal objections from Norway preventing it from going to a private company for gene sequencing. Or it's a cover-up. I was like, that feels like really convenient problems. Right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think we're ever going to know who she was spying for. But I definitely think Norway found out and had her taken out. Even that or I really could be anybody, you know, like Mm -hmm. someone could have been following her for a while. That could have even been why she extra was like really careful to get rid of all the name brand stuff because she knew someone was following her. Mm -hmm. Or You know what I mean? Like I could just see it it seems like she was seen, obviously. Or... Like, you know, several eyewitnesses who had, like, <laughs> seen her in the area, so yeah, it's not infeasible that a, someone else could find out. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe we take the, the witness that came forward after the BBC podcast that said that they saw two hostile men following her. Maybe she double-crossed Francois and Hadad. Hadid. Hadid. Yeah, I mean, shit. I'm, and that's Hadad. not a career that you... Uh, people take lightly to being like 
betrayed or slighted in any way. Yeah. So maybe it was those two following her. Maybe but she double-crossed them. I, I keep, like, waiting for the answer, but I know that there's not no. an answer. That's why I hate these ones. Literally, my last bullet point is no one knows who she is or who killed her or who did not kill her. This case hurt my, hurts my brain. It does hurt my fucking That's brain. That's all I have. <laughs> like... I just love that this touched every, like, historical standpoint. Like, we touched the Cold War. Nailed it. We got Nazis involved. Nailed it. We got Middle East conflict involved. Nailed it. We got hijacked planes involved. Nailed it. Nailed it. We got nuclear fission involved. Nailed it. (laughs) I just wanted to touch all of the major history points. Yeah, we really hit all the bases, (laughs) didn't we? We really did. (laughs) So that's that's all I have. That's all I got. Wow, I like I feel so certain about what happened to her and so uncertain about what happened at the same time. I'm so sorry. I just I don't I have I have no good way to like tie this up. There's nothing. There's Thanks. some you know convoluted documents that put her in Paris with a Palestinian militia leader and a Nazi banker. <laughs> I hate this for me. Thank maybe, you. Thank maybe you that's just a wild this. coincidence and maybe they have literally nothing to do with her. Who fucking knows? Not me. That's for fucking sure. Clearly not fucking me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything. I don't know anything that's happening. <laughs> I don't know anything that's happening. This is pretty much my perpetual state at all times, but specifically right now, I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear what you guys think, because I, I... Yeah, what the fuck? Please, <laughs> please fill me in. I just, I think it's so fascinating that this is almost like the exact same MO as the Australian guy. It makes a lot of sense, though. I mean, if they're all spies. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. So, yeah, follow us on all the things. You know, <laughs> that's all I got on this one. <laughs> Go to our beacons page. You got a thing, we got a thing. Follow us on that thing. <laughs> Yeah, and stay spooky, but not, I don't even know what part of this to pinpoint. Not so spooky that you still support Nazis. Yeah, Come honestly, on. That's, that's all we need to say. Like, how are you going to support them after the fall of the Third Reich? Come on. How are you going to support them before? We don't support Nazis at any time, period. Sorry. I mean, if you were there and you were scared of, like, dying... For not supporting them i'll give you a mild pass like the smallest of passes but like after the fall of the third reich there's no reason to support nazis anymore like we we done proved that doesn't fucking work also, and we're not a, doing that you're a banker from geneva what are you doing supporting nazis like get the fuck out of here i actually have no idea where geneva is in relation <laughs> to germany 
it's watch them like share a porter and i italy. just suck uh i do believe isn't geneva's in italy i think and italy is fascist so or was fascist i don't want to say they're still fascist i don't i don't know their current standing no. uh no. but back then during world war ii and hitler times they were fascist so no. that would kind of make sense actually well shit so watch i'm wrong hold on i'm gonna look it up now because now i'm paranoid that it's not actually literally and i'm just like talking about my fucking ass yeah i mean this also happened during the cold war so maybe there's something with russia <laughs> but it's in switzerland i'm so wrong but switzerland is neutral yeah switzerland's neutral so that yeah. makes even less fucking sense <laughs> like it would make it would have made sense if it was italy but <laughs> it doesn't make any sense with it's switzerland yeah, don't support fucking I, Nazis ever, but especially now if you're from fucking Switzerland. <laughs> I hate. Okay, no, I'm done. I'm I'm done. I'm annoyed now. It's fucking not gonna Nazis. get any better. I hate it here. God damn it. <laughs>